Hello and welcome to the Ascended Cast. I am John. Your boy Shiloh. Matt. And we got our guests on here today. Gilbert. Gilbert. Welcome, welcome. Let's uh, get a little bit of background. No, let's get, let's get a little bit of background because uh, this is a, one of Matt's old friends, right? You used to yeah. know him when you used that Anytime Fitness. Yeah, Anytime yeah. Fitness was Personal place. trainer. Yeah. Um, yeah, so going back to that, that's when I came over with Doug Malo. Oh, from 24 Hour. Yeah, from 24 Hour Fitness. And was it Danny? Danny. Yeah. I see Danny out randomly so like so much so often that I'm like. Did she say hi to you? Uh, Fuck that dude. Oh, can I cuss by the way? No, you're good. Yeah, we can say cunt. We can say it all. Is your doctor now? Is she like physical therapy or something? Something like that. She's like the yeah. She's she's up there. She has like a doctorate, I think. Yeah. Or something. Overachiever. Yeah, she's overachieving. (laughs) Overachieving. Circling back to uh, Anytime Fitness, um, that was when I was 19. I was uh, just I was just like started personal training because I got approached in the 24 hour bathroom, 24 hour fitness bathroom by one of the managers. <laughs> that sounds super classy and professional. Yeah. He, what were you holding on to? <laughs> I was uh, uh, holding on to. Uh, were you in the stalls? <laughs> no, I was uh, walking around with a towel, washing my hands. And he uh, looks at me. He's like, "Hey, you ever thought about training?" And I was like, "No." And he was like, "Well, we gonna put you through the." Uh, NCSF. Didn't you read Arnold's book and stuff and then you were pre- completely prepared? Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually never read Arnold's book. <laughs> I um, Arnold's book. I, uh, like I was like, right, bodybuilding. Cool. if you're going to put me in through this and pay for it, fuck it. Like, you know, and so I got my cert and um, then I started training and Doug was there training and <laughs> Doug actually trained my mom before I knew Doug. Did he really? Yeah. <laughs> what? How am I barely finding that out? Yeah, my my uh, Doug was my mom's trainer for the longest time, and she loved him. They clicked. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I can my, see why. Yeah, yeah he because like he would come up and fucking throw water balls at her and be like, "Let's go!" Like, you know, like, <laughs> like fucking Hulk Hogan. Yeah, like he he was just. Uh, I've seen him train. He's yeah, he's uh yeah, he put me through the ringer plenty of times, but um so he transfers over to anytime fitness. He's like, "We can do whatever we want here. Let's go!" Like you know, like and so. <laughs> I'm like fuck it, let's go. Like, and then that's where we met, and then we got into competing, and then like you know, um, Pilar with their photo shoots and stuff like that, and then like just just kind of like just went through like probably about what two years or a yeah, year. Like, I think it was like two years. Yeah, and then I left for uh, firefighting, and you know we kind of just stayed in touch after that, like every now and then, you know things like that. But yeah, he, uh, we met at a pretty significant point in my life. Like I, that was when I. Became like I, I truly tested my discipline, um, and you know. Did you make the two shows, right? I yeah, I did two shows. I did one show. I uh, qualified. I got second place. Uh, I qualified for nationals, so I was like, "Fuck, I'll go." And then I just did nationals. I placed like eleventh, I think. Man, really? Yeah, eleventh. That's actually yeah. not bad though. With no coach. With no coach. Yeah. So who was doing like your your protocols and everything? You were. He was a personal trainer, dude. He knew uh, everything. It was all me. At 19. Like, yeah. At 19. He looked really good. He looked amazing. Yeah, you did. Like, I I pretty much just, I looked at everybody, like, I kind of admired and looked up to, and I was like, I'm going to take from them and just just do it myself and just figure out what works for me, what doesn't. And then, like, same thing. I I bought, like, a cheap, like, uh, um, uh, 
George Foreman grill? Diet, like diet protocol from Sadiq Hadzovic. Oh, I can't remember yeah, that. I, yeah, I bought one of those just to see like the outline <laughs> and he had me on a carb cycle. So I just fucking, I followed that, but like I tweaked the macros myself to yeah. how based I was on how I was feeling and stuff. Um, I did check-ins, but like, it was like, oh yeah, you look good, man. Like, yeah, you know, it, I was, <laughs> there's a funny story to that. <laughs> so like, I, I pretty much did it with no coach. Yeah. Like, if you want to count that as a coach, you know, no, it was funny because uh, he brought uh, he brought this up. He was like, basically the last three weeks, he just left them high and dry, right? Yeah. Like the last three weeks, he just like didn't. Yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm not gonna respond. Either, <laughs> like I'm, I'm just gonna go. Do no, it. what was funny though was we went to the Fit Expo. Like I think that year, like maybe that following year, the year after, and he was Sadiq was there. And Matt was just like, I'm going to tell him, like, yo, so what happened, like, the last three weeks? <laughs> and he just waiting in line, waiting in line, waiting in line, and we finally get to him. And I'm just, like, waiting. And Matt doesn't say anything at all. He's just yeah, like, <laughs> he was like. He felt punked. Yeah. He shook his hand. <laughs> yeah, you know, he did. Come on, thank you, man, for everything. <laughs> we gush on you. Yeah, I was like, what happened, Matt? He was like, no, I just not want to do it. <laughs> yeah, wasn't the right time. And I think it probably was just, it probably wasn't him. Yeah, it's probably his assistant. It probably was just like an yeah. assistant and shit like that. Yeah, he hit that person like writing about yeah, it. Exactly. Whatever though. So I mean during that time, like what did you like all just seeing Matt go through that? Like what was your perspective on that? What do you mean? Like just watching him go through that process. Like cause what, you were nineteen? Yeah. At that time. But like you said and stuff, he was around a lot of different people. Like Doug was a trainer for a long time and like he was into powerlifting. Yeah. You know, it's oh, he it had some very big personality and stuff so he was like his little brother yeah you know, took, like, i shouldn't say like i i did it all myself doug for sure took me under his wing and showed me a lot of shit but yeah. i knew i knew for a fact that what doug could do wasn't always what i could do yeah, yeah. i was like this little can do all this but i'm fucking hurting right now so <laughs> like i i like i i had i worked with him he he actually okay i should say this doug gave me a fucking a foundation yeah mm-hmm. doug gave me a foundation of grittiness and like fucking getting after it and like just fucking the monster squad just going for it monster squad and then i like like i said i started getting hurt a little bit i started having to change it up a little bit and be like because like my my uh my last competition i couldn't even hit legs or anything like that because my lower back was so fucked up like i i could do barely any because i didn't know how to properly brace and things like that um i look back on it now i'm like if i were to just have me and just show myself that i would be able to but it um what's it called i i I, so I, 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 the only legs I really did was like the stairmaster. Mm. Yeah, because he he went in already with a, a above average body. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like he was, you know, having. Of course, he saw him going from one how he was before. He played football, right? He played sports in high yeah, school and yeah. stuff. So like yeah. and like genetically and stuff from like these mixed race and shit. So that yeah. has a factor in it. And then he just sculpted it the way he like looked, and he looked and incre- everyone was just like. He's 19. I'm like, yeah. yep. You know, and like yeah. he was, you know, the other trainers were, um, Pilar was there and stuff. I'm like, she really got into that, that scene and did really well. She became pro at the time and stuff that she was yeah. around yeah. the time and stuff. She was already competing. And, yeah. you know, there was a lot of people and stuff that were kind of like a, in that, like, they were like, a, they, they were, yeah. they were, just, now she built everything, you yeah. know, like she was known for ass. I'm like, she built that from nothing. Yeah. And you know, I think she was kind of like the underdog where a lot of people, like, but, yeah, 
and she proved them wrong. Yeah, and that was dope. that was she cool was seeing too that. Big for amateurs, like she was too muscular for amateurs. They made her lose muscle because she was already at a pro level, and then like they want you to be at like a certain level. Yeah, and like progress. It's weird too because it always changes because now they want like amateurs to be really freaking big. Well, don't they have yeah. like a new class and stuff? Is it wellness or something? Yeah, yeah. Where it's right. just like you Lakes. have more muscle. Yeah, and I'm like to see it and stuff. I'm like because Pilar became pro. Um, the same time my cousin became pro like the next week like the next oh, week damn. and stuff and like for your show that's where my cousin became pro mm. it was your last show where you're competing with that other guy and at like, nationals at nationals yeah, yeah you were nationals so yeah I'd stay there all freaking day dude oh, and dude, just dude. like and yeah, that's, that's when it, it kind of yeah they already got their yeah. trophies rock yeah man He's oh, and then yeah. they're gone I'm just like fuck I'm here all day <laughs> and it was like nine o'clock there was nothing I see my cousin's husband I really didn't know him that well so it's just like um he was there with his manager because he is like an ex UFC fighter Ruben oh, Duran um oh Ruben Duran yeah oh, and me. his wife was Ashley Warren which is my cousin um or Duran now but mm. Yeah, it was kind of cool, but she was like, she was on, is it O? Body by O or something? I don't There's know. There's like a, yeah. like, he does yeah, like, by, yeah, yeah. so he does all the, like, the, the, the bikini competitors, and I went up to their table, because they had their table, I'm like, hey, I just want to see when Ashley Duran's going to be on, they're like, who? They didn't even know the how she was, who she was, and I was just like, <laughs> I'm like, and one girl table? comes up, and she's like, oh, it's this person. She ended up winning, like, um, overall and everything. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Well, overall is, like, yeah. that means, so overall is, so you win your class, and then overall is all the classes, like, each different class will compete against each other. Yeah, it's like so, novice one, like a novice yeah. two, like all so, of them, yeah. And bikini's, like, a huge, like, mm-hmm. division, so. Oh, she did bikini? Oh, yeah, she did bikini, and it was funny because the, the guy that I guess had like two people on from his team and stuff on there, and he's like counting them out. He's all the green, blah blah, then purple, maybe three. And I'm just like, no, this bitch is gonna win. And she did. I was all <laughs> screaming, yeah. and I could see her husband from a different side and stuff. They're all screaming, and she's just like, I see her at the end, and we took a picture, and she's like, I'm just, she's like, I'm eating this cake. I'm so damn hungry. Yeah. Um, so she did her first. Like she did, she went to Sacramento place and then was able to place again and stuff I'm like and went, went overall within like two weeks damn but that was her only competition like those are her only competitions I think um sorry to write yeah um Ashley but I think she's just experienced like hormone prop issues and stuff after that no that's so, a lot of that so, so, yeah it's so damaging it's and so, so damaging. especially back then like that was like the sport wasn't new but that's when it kind of became like more mainstream so like, a lot of people like, didn't know Pilar would be eating tilapia and, Every and, damn day. and tilapia and like fucking broccoli or some shit like just just so bland so plain nothing like and I remember telling her I was like I read something about fats being utilized for hormones and she had hormonal disruption mm-hmm. and she had hormonal issues I'm like you're not eating any fats maybe you should try putting in some fats eat some butter fat. girl and she she started feeling a lot better yeah. but her her coach at the time I um, I don't even was she body bio too? No, she. I don't know if she eventually lateraled to, out to body bio, but like, I'm trying to remember. I think I it, remember. Was it a black guy? Black and yeah, his wife. Okay. His wife, him and his wife, uh, Terry or something like. Oh, that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something. I think it's, I remember. We're trying to rem- remember shit. But yeah. like, I just remember <laughs> the approach that he had taken was just so damaging. To yeah, they don't care. Like, They're getting paid. Yeah, like you know, it is what it is. So like, that's. I just remember that, and I'm like. It didn't feel right. I'm like, no. It's a very interesting subculture. Yeah. It is. I'm like, I have one of my good friends is um, Danielle Willis, and she became pro in seven months. 
female bodybuilding. Yeah. And then she went and female last bodybuilding year. in seven mm-hmm. months. Then yeah. She just whipped that dick out, just fucking went yeah. everything. And she went to Olympia just this past Olympia. Oh, and oh, so I guess she's gonna be on so we're supposed to schedule a shoot and it just keeps getting because our schedules and everything and then I guess she's gonna compete again. So she'll be on that that on that road. Which is it's so tedious to see these people. I commend them for doing it. I'm just yeah, like no, dedicated I'm walking life. around with my old saggy ass and shit and stuff. I'm like, it's <laughs> for you. Uh, you just said something too. So going back to yourself, oh, uh, like, photo shoot wise. So can you talk a little bit about that? Like, what's uh, that kind of like the work you do? The industry okay. you so work in? um, it's more of a side hustle. I actually work for um, a vo- I'm a volunteer coordinator for Livestream, the blood bank. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and yeah, I it's it's a it's an incredible. A lot of people don't understand the, the the magnitude and like how important it is for people to donate. I'm going to pitch that in. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's fascinating. Like I a lot of people are, it's, you know, people just think, oh, they're bleeding out. They have a blood transfusion. I'm like, no, it's a lot of it. Like it's the science behind it. They use red blood cells to for cancer treatments, platelets, all that stuff. Um, saved a lot of lives. So um, let's get into the photography part and stuff. I actually... Got my degree in communications, mass media from Cal State, and oh, so me I too. took pictures there. Yeah, me too. Um, I was a part of the. I was an editor for the paper, but I really didn't pick up the. I didn't pick up the camera till like six years ago. Oh damn! Really? Yeah, because um, I was I um, out of school. It's interesting because I left. Um, I finished my great degree, and I was working for Rialto Unified for seven years, and they were trying to recruit me to be a teacher. But the one thing that um, there was. Mind you, this is in the early 2000s. So it was a situation where I just got a lot of shit. Right. Like it, yeah. Being gay and stuff, you would be surprised that you're dealing with adults. I dealt with like admin being shitty towards me, other teachers being shitty towards me. But mm-hmm. I had a my last assignment, I was a speech pathology assistant. So my boss was phenomenal. Just incredible. Um, she was like my mentor, like my second mom. Um, and it just got to a point and stuff where she's just like, you need to leave. She's like, you're always going to get shit. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and I'm not going to be, be able to be there. Like, yeah. I'll, I'm going to retire and stuff. And I don't want you to get in, involved in teaching when you have so, so much pushback. She saw it. She would just, like, shut them down. Yeah. And so I had that protection. And I started freelancing in makeup for at Nordstrom's for Shiseido. And oh I kind of was just like, okay, because... I just started going to the store. I was fucking therapy shopping and stuff. And because I was in my first relationship and it ended. Um, we can talk about that later because that's interesting. Kind oh, of, yeah. We'll go. It's like we'll a go full circle. circle. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I just, I'm just pretty good with my fortes. I'm really good with product knowledge. I just, I just consume oh, it and I can nice. deliver it to people really well where it's understandable. And she's like, hey, maybe you want to put your application in to be a freelancer. I'm like, okay. So I was doing two po- um, two part-time jobs oh, yeah. and um, it was cool it was just like a weekend gig I would go like on Friday Saturday oh, okay, Sunday cool. and um, and so it got to the point and stuff where there was a part-time position open and they hired me and then it just progressed and stuff where I was at why I was done with the district I probably would have stayed there longer is I worked in because I was doing speech therapy I had special ed kids Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I would sub in, it was called, at the time it was called multi-handicapped. So it was kids that had Down syndrome, you know, mild autism or different types of syndromes and stuff that yeah. caused their, you know, they didn't have 
like a cognitive like disability. Yeah. yeah. So it's like their IQ would be lower. Mm-hmm. Unlike you know people don't use the word retarded anymore, but retardation is a medical yeah. term. So yeah, these are kids like that are like in the fifty IQ. Yeah. Okay. Where the average is like a hundred. So um, I was subbing for this multi handicap class and stuff, and one of my I came back from Christmas break, and everyone's staring at me, and I was just like. <laughs> What's going on? And and one of the aides that was actually in the class, she's just staring at me. I'm like, what is going on? She's like, you don't know. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, one of the students passed away. Mm. And I, he was nine years old. Oh, and he had a syndrome called Prader-Willing, which it is, it causes um, retardation. But also, too, they have like an oral fixation. So most kids that have this, like, this was just my experience. This is what I was told. Mm-hmm. Um, they're usually severely obese. So mm-hmm. he actually passed away like at nine years old from a massive heart attack. Wow. Yeah. wow. And it's so just wow. like, I went outside and I just bawled because he was just this cute, adorable, like, like just sweet child and yeah. had this like, at you nine know, years old. at nine years old. So had this like demeanor or like personality and stuff as like a toddler, yeah. just like loving life and super excited. Mm-hmm. Um, would, all, everyone would be super excited to see me and stuff. So it would be, it's very heartwarming. These children, like, Mr. Dobert, and like, run and hug me and all these things. Um, and it's, it, it still holds a really deep place in my heart. But um, that was my final draw. I was like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I'm like, I can't. I'm like, especially because they wanted, they were trying to get me to be a special ed um, teacher. And so I was kind of like done. And then finally it just got where I was offered a full-time position for Nordstrom's in cosmetics where I was running two different lines. So I had to get oh, hired yeah. by two different lines to, to run this thing. And that's when my boss says, well, this is your out. Just go. He's, she's like, be, you can be who you are and it's not going to be an issue. It's like, it's the norm. And so I took her advice and I just went for it. I was, in, I was in makeup for a long time and then I was working for the hair industry as well. So let's go back. Let's like circle back to photography. So that's, yeah. I kind of just had to like, I ended something with a person that was involved in my life for a while. And that was just where I was doing makeup for one of my friends. It's a photographer. She's been doing it for like 25 years. Um, Marsha Feinberg. And so she would, bring me on. She's like, Hey, do you want to do some makeup hair for this client? I'm like, sure. So it'd be some easy money. And then finally she's just like, you know what? You need to stop giving your ideas away. Oh. And she's like, cause you always try to help people and they're never going to execute it the way that you can. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even have anything. She's like, bitch, I have all this shit. So you can use my equipment. And I just, that's how it started. Wow. So I just started doing that. And so I kind of specialized more in portraitures. Um, and branding. So it would be like if you were like a real estate person or if you're a fitness trainer, just go take pictures, headshots type of thing. So I had, um, I was doing it for a while and then I, I've always kind of just shot man and stuff because I really didn't want to do makeup anymore. I'm like, I'm over these, (laughs) I'm over chicks right now. I'm just like, it's, it was just too much work of, you know, doing their face and doing their hair and then styling them and doing this and trying to take their pictures. And I would just be like, okay, this is too How much. is it like in like the background? Because I know like a lot of people said those shoots are stressful because like the, not just like the, the beauty side of it, but like the emotional side of it. Like if they feel like they don't look right or they feel like they're not going to hit like a, like a certain stuff. Like, is it like a big, like. It can be. I'm like, I think it, it works both ways in a sense where some photographers don't know how to post people. And I'm really, I, I'm really good at it. I'm pretty well known for it. Um, 
and or some photographer photographers ex expect too much their clients or models or subjects to know everything okay. so it can be that battle where it's they're not on the same page so then you can see it you might get a mediocre shoot like a shot or something but I think you just it's practice everything's mm -hmm. practice you know you can always have your go-to like okay this pose this pose this this I'm like yes it might be the same but it's a different person so you know you just kind of have to work with that there's mm -hmm. the, the saying goes it's funny um it, this has been the saying has been this everyone's something everyone's a trainer, everyone's in fitness, everyone's a makeup artist, everyone's an actor, everyone's an influencer. I'm like, yeah, but not everyone's you. Yeah. So mm. you can always bring something to the table. Um, I know it gets thrown around like imposter syndrome. Um, yeah. Or it's, I don't think people have the full grasp of it. Um, I My understanding of it, it's like you have to basically nail it one time and then you keep trying to achieve that. So I think mm -hmm. that's where that term comes from but I think throw I, it around. it's funny I'll use this podcast for example of it because like me I'm big on like researching mm -hmm. and like, like watching other podcasts and seeing like okay like how can we make this better or like what can we take from that and so a lot of the times like one of my big things is like okay I'm not doing this and that's where I'm messing up so it's like because someone who's at a way like higher place than me mm -hmm. is doing something and I'm not there like for me it's like damn I'm not doing good enough or I'm not and like we're not where we're supposed to be at so i think a lot of the times it's just like that sense of belonging like you're working on something yeah and you don't get like you do you see other people doing it and you're like okay like they're doing better than me like maybe i don't belong here maybe like maybe this isn't good enough so i think that's where i i kind of identify imposter syndrome is like that like i don't belong here okay that makes sense but i, I always use this analogy i'm like you're not looking at the full picture if you're so yeah. close to it you only see one spot exactly I'm all, how we were talking earlier that you guys are doing everything where these people might have a full team mm -hmm. and in a lot of things come down to editing mm -hmm. like it can be a, a shit podcast but then they have five five ten minutes here and stuff and they just blow it up using that yeah i've been you know you having that type of degree and stuff you see what goes behind like mm -hmm. there's times where i've seen things like projects and stuff that are crap but then they make it look good mm -hmm. I've been places and stuff where it looks like there's a full room of people, but there's like 10 people. Yeah. It's it, it like a lot of things are a facade. Mm, That's no, how yeah. I see it. A lot of it's just fake. It's like, you know, they fake it till they make it or they just make, you know, it look better than what it is. And I think that's majority of life. That's Ooh. actually very true. Mm, so no one knows what the work that you put behind mm -hmm. of trying to even find people to be on your podcast that might be relevant. I'm like this... You might not get any like value from me. <laughs> like who knows? Yeah. But it's yeah. always it's you know it's a, it's a game plan. Yeah. It's it's a not a game plan. It is a you're taking a chance. Yeah, it is. And I, I think we've all come to terms with that. Like well, the more we're putting into it, the more we're seeing it come together more mm -hmm. and more. So we are all taking a chance because we're not getting anything. From yeah, it. it's like we're getting like the connections and meeting people, mm -hmm. but it's not like an incentive right now where we're like getting rewarded for it. So for a lot of us, it is like you're like taking that chance and working and working and like almost chiseling away it's like you have this flat surface and it doesn't look like anything right now yeah and we're slowly just chipping it away well you just take with the value that you want to take from it yeah and then you never know it's like it's almost like reading a book you don't know what you're going to get from it mm -hmm. it can be the best selling like new york Times book and stuff and you yeah. read it and you're just like this is this resonate no me. i know I've had but books, other people yeah. say that there's books that i've bought where even business books i usually read a lot of business books so i'm like that's just I, hmm. that's my thing um my background is in marketing and with the communication part and pr so i've always consumed that 
And that's more of like my leisure. So podcast, it's always how to like make your business better or brand yourself better. Mm-hmm. And so you really never know. You can pick up a book and there's people that just rave about certain books. I'm not going to throw it out there, but um, I, I, I started <laughs> reading and then I'm like, this is such BS. Yeah. This is, I'm like, and how people are like salivating over this shit. And I'm just like, <laughs> not that happened a lot and too. I don't, I'm like, where, am I dismissing something? And this person's well known for, it's the four hour work week and stuff. I started reading that. And I was just like, it's a way. I'm like, I spent money. I'd learned to know one. use my gift card for this yeah. crap. I had to buy something different. Um, I get that. Yeah. No, I've, I've, I've been the same thing where I've ordered books. Cause like someone told me like, Hey, read this book. Yeah. And, like, I read it, and I'm like, this is everything, like, I've already learned. Because, like you said, like, going from, like, being at a university, mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of stuff that's just being repeated. Yeah, it's all just, re- yeah. regurgitated, reiterated. Yeah. And I'm like, it's, they're not building, you know, they're not making the will again. It's mm-hmm. the same thing over and over yeah. again. And I'm just like, oh, okay, this is stupid. And, <laughs> you know, some people want to be a part of that. They'll use that as their platform. Yeah, they and will. And it's, I, I consider myself a person that does not have patience. And yeah. so... I just kind of, I'm a very dismissive person that I've been told. I'm like, all right. I'm like, it's, if it does, it's not serving me anything. I just don't want to be part of it anymore. I'm like, I'm going to age where I'm like, I don't need this shit. (laughs) I'm like, I don't need to be around these people. I'm like, why am I watching this? I'm like, (laughs) it's, everyone's different. And it's kind of just finding, you know, I listen to a lot of different podcasts and a lot of them are like photography. Um, And some of them are are awesome and some i'm just like how does this person get a campaign like a fifty thousand dollar campaign and i'm just hearing them and their worth ethic or just what they're trying to tell people and i'm like no a lot of these people that i like i i think like i said before a lot of things are just a facade yeah and you really see it and it's just like i it, like it doesn't bring in value to me so i'm just like whatever but you know they're making more money than me and stuff on fucking pavo and shit i'm like yeah. living in the port you know type of thing it's struggling artists i guess and but then you start meeting people that are kind of in your in your realm and you can learn from and that's the whole thing like even gatekeeping using like you ask them like hey can you help me with this and they're like oh yeah just go on youtube i'm like really <laughs> that's your advice to me is go to like go go to, on youtube I'm like, and I've yeah. helped you with your photo shoots and I've showed you like tips how to post people that you, that I see you using Ooh. on other people. Yeah. But then when I ask about this, you're like, go on YouTube. And I'm just <laughs> like, hell I'm like, eat a dick, dude. I'm like, no, I get you that's, on that. That's I get kinda, you. You see that. That's where you go. You, yeah. You go to different <clears throat> things or if you ask something. If, it's funny you say that because uh, being a trainer, like where I was at before, and this is a really shade because like I learned like everything I could at this place. So it was more for me like I need to get out of that space. But like yeah. that was a lot of times like from like management or like leadership where they were like, oh, I have a question about this. Oh, yeah, well, let's go talk to this person. Or yeah, go watch this video. And it's like, no, like I've watched all the videos. Like mm-hmm. I need the I need the real like, experience. Like I see some this person like making money or you're making money. Yeah. So how, like, what are you doing? And it's like, you said like, oh, we'll go watch this. They're not giving you that time. Yeah. And that's kind of the frustrating part is like when someone's not willing to give you your time, then you kind of already know where, where that stands. It's like, okay. But then it's funny because then they come back and ask you. For oh, yeah. Again. The second they like need something. Like the nerve. Just kidding. <laughs> like the second they need something or the second, oh, like they see you doing something that they don't know about. Oh, yeah. yeah okay, like tell me about that. Like, how'd you get into that? And just like. It's like food. Yeah. Back the fuck up, man. Okay. So let's talk about why I'm here today. Yeah, so actually now you opened up a good uh, good little door into that, talking about like a lot of like 
people kind of just like putting out the sod or showing stuff like that. And with the branding thing. So we're in a uh, pride month, right? Mm-hmm. So a big thing that's happening right now is we're seeing a lot of companies like do these campaigns and I'm sure in, being a marketer, you know, like a lot of these are planned in advance. Like yeah. this isn't just like something that they just did like, oh, we're going to do this all of a sudden. Like all the backlash with Target and their displays yeah, Target, and like tearing them down. Yeah. Chick-fil-A, I'm like, it's so funny because yeah. they actually, I mean, I thought it was like a known thing where they actually give like campaign money to anti-gay laws. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. they're known for that. Yeah. I mean, wow. it's, I know it's a, I believe it's a Mormon base, like religious based. Yeah, like, it's company. a religious based. Um, yeah, that's why I don't eat there. Yeah. I mean, I've went, yeah, I really went there one that. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they're in Hobby Lobby. And Hobby yeah, Lobby. Hobby yep. Lobby, too. Oh, I didn't know that either. So, so, yeah, going into that, how you feel like all these companies, like especially corporate America, are all like, oh, we're going to be supporting or we're doing, we're changing our logo. Um, and it's kind of being pushed across everywhere. Like, obviously, you've, how long have, have you, like, seen over time, like, where this is, like, shifted to where, like, now it's more, like, almost like a, exploitation and propaganda of this using the culture to sell like new material new merchandise. I think yeah I I my thoughts on that are it's it's everywhere yeah. it's on something they're gonna they're gonna do it they're gonna be selling things on like that what it's a, like African history month and you see all like their displays and their kiosks and like you know black power or whatever yeah, everyone has and and yeah so yeah. like target is the same thing so it's just I it, it comes down to money you know you kind of just have to see where um you have to see what they stand behind just in general. Every company is different. I'm like, I know, uh, let's see, let's give an example of, I think it's just bringing it more, how do I even phrase it? <clears throat> I think it just has to be something that is promoted all the time. Yeah. And that is just like to use that as, as, a a, as a tool and stuff to make more money. It's like you don't see people running. I, I like I saw the display and I just like I'm like oh what's this for? And then I forgot it was Pride Month. I'm like oh, okay, I guess I'm yeah. walking into that. I'm like okay, I'm I'm not gonna wear those sandals. Everyone's different. Some people they want that. Some I, people want you know that yeah. type of paraphernalia or like merchandise. I say. Um, well, what I like what you said is anymore was standing because I think and they did this a lot during like uh, 2020 with like let's put instead of trying to promote your own brand. Why don't you put out like artists, or why don't you put out mm-hmm. small businesses, or like gay ran, or gay, yeah. or gay started, or gay owned. they're gay owned, mm-hmm. and focus on that end of it versus promoting your own brand. Like Target can go and find somebody that has like a, a maybe like a lotion thing or yeah. a, a, like apparel or something that they can. Or put even in the store. just use an individual as a designer. Yeah, I'm like Target was known. I'm like how Target elevated themselves in general is back in the early 2000s. They were they were scouting and taking designers that were out of fresh out of like design school and like oh, really? and fashion schools and stuff. I'm like, they, that's how they elevate it from being what they are now. No, they were using that too. stuff. Really? Like, and yeah, yeah. So that's what the, you know, they're smart. They're like, they're snatching up these people that, you know, they were, they can build a resume and that's how things started to change. Yeah. I'm all because certain stores were closing that we were accustomed to mind you. I'm like, I was born in the seventies. So I'm 45 now. You're 45? And, yeah, I'm 45. So I'm like, yeah. and so I saw that, you know, in the 80s, 90s, and 2000s, how things were. Stores that we grew up, like Miller's Outpost became Anchor Blue, that closed. Mm-hmm. I'm all Mervyn's closed. So Mervyn. everything started like going in in that sense and stuff where people can go to Target now. That's why they, they implemented like groceries in there. Yeah. So they can buy everything in one store. Instead of going to the supermarket, they can just like, I'm already here. I'm going to buy this pasta, this ground beef, whatever, and some eggs, and I'm going to get my tampons and my cleaning supplies. 
So they try to keep everyone inclusively in their store. So that's yeah. why these stores like Target and Walmart do that. Mm, mm. Makes sense. I love that. Mm-hmm. What about like going on to like the other like what about brands that necessarily don't have a demographic for them like the whole Bud Light thing going on right now like how do you feel about that because obviously like you have a product that is very much like a demographic that's probably not going to respond well to that so um, like how do you feel about that as marketing? Hmm. To actually have like it's I'm always kind of it's kind of concerning when you when you bring up topics like that because you can get like I don't. It doesn't have to be like, or whatever yeah. that like it doesn't have to be like a plug. But, but like, what do you think about just like the overall like presentation and how they went about it? Because like everyone, I, did... I think a lot of people are more shocked about it because it yeah. just like all of a sudden happened. Yeah, and uh, and then seeing all this controversy, I'm like, what the hell is going on? And they're mm. like, oh, because you know they have Dylan, blah blah blah, the trans woman. I'm like, okay, so I didn't associate that brand with that person. Yeah. I think that's what was confusing to me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, like Post Malone, everyone knows he drinks Bud Light. He, he's fucking sipping Bud Light on his concerts. Yeah. He's like doing interviews and he's drinking Bud Light. So if he became a spokesperson or had that, that makes more sense to me. Mm-hmm. And it's not because he's a straight male. I'm like, he's, you know, going around doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, like when he did the Dorito thing for like Super Bowl, I'm like, I could see things like that, but Bud Light, that's what I would associate him with because he's like, I love it. He's like, drink it all the time. You know, he's doing drinking Bud Lights on the interview. So that made more sense to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about this, you know, this individual. So yeah. I didn't, I didn't know why it was that it was connected. Yeah. To me, I was looking more of a connection than, yeah. than the the premises of this, you know, their, Using background, her, yeah, yeah, using her and stuff in that in that situation, I was just like, is she but like Dunker? That that's my thought. Yeah, that was my thought. Or I like, like I, I really like that thought process because mm-hmm. she <clears throat> obviously was just targeted. Like, yeah, she, like so I don't know if she was being used yeah. like to, to I think to be more of a woke like company. Yeah, but. <laughs> That's what some do. I think what they saw was because uh, she has like a whole bunch of followers in their TikTok or I think she's yeah, like the most followed TikTok. TikToker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think what they saw was that was like, hey, they, she has all this followers on TikTok. So if we use her, then people are going to want to go. And then Nike it. picked her up too. But yeah. Nike's known for doing things like that. Oh, yeah. So I, that right. makes more, that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. But I always connect the, I like to connect the brand with the individual. Mm-hmm. So it, it would, just even if I use myself at that, I'm like I, I shoot on Canon. But then if I got if I became really popular, a lot of people will transition from um, using a certain camera brand like Canon, and then they have to make this whole statement that you know I'm transitioning to Sony, and because you know I just feel it's better for me. So they <laughs> they do that. I was just like, say, yeah. uh, okay, but there's people that follow that. You know, it's yeah. just like if they were known for because they shot in Canon and they were all about it. You know, and yeah. then they shoot, like, they start changing. It's some people, that they might get a backlash for it, especially if they're, like, a Canon really? influencer. That they have to go and, like, this, these are the reasons why I'm switching to Sony. And I'm just like, that's cool, dude. I'm like, I don't feel like paying $5,000 for a camera. Wow. You know, or they're they're doing all of that. So a lot of it, it's like they just keep, everyone keeps copying each other. Mm. Like, this is why I'm like, okay, my first camera, my first, like, digital camera was a Sony. I had the first my ex boyfriend bought it for me, but I deserved it because he borrowed. He took a lot of money for me. If there's one thing you would have got, it was that. I was yeah. just like snatched it, but then I had guilt. I'm like, I don't know. I have guilt about using it because yeah. it did ruin another relationship because of that. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, well, 
and <laughs> we're gonna go back to that later too. <laughs> I want to know now. It was a- Scandal. That's, a total uh, scandal. that's what we're here Damn. for. I'm a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I, I, so overall, like Pride Month, like, what do you think should be like the main like meaning behind it? Because, like we said, everyone kind of has their month now. Yeah. So, like, what would you like? What would you like to see it be more? I don't think any. Like, I think it's what people want to take from it. Okay. So it, it just it's that. It's, it's, it gives an opportunity to, you know, people are like, well, why pride? Why not this? I'm like, well, you have to think about a group of people that are constantly, you know, having discrimination and it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's always a cycle. It's it's the same thing, you know, where we got, you know, the rights to be married, you know, and now that's, you know, it's always on the table for it to be stripped away from us. It's, there's always something. So I think it's what people, how you just want to, it's almost a pro, like how you want to, to me, how you approach Christmas. You might not be a religious person, but you love Christmas. Mm-hmm. You might, you might, it's, it's that type of thing. Okay. And so to me, that's kind of how I look at it because yeah. everyone's going to take something, take it differently. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. might be their first opportunity. There might be an individual, maybe a, a teenager, a kid, an adult, they've, you know, they go into like pride or go into a parade and they see all these other people that are just like them, you know, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of subcultures within the gay community. So you, you kind of just identify with where you kind of fit in. So, you know, there's, there's, there's people that, um, yeah, I guess that's a, like I think that's the approach that I look at it. Okay. So you're gonna get what you want to get from it, okay, but cool. you have to have that that platform to do it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and like to be like it, like certain prides are really popular. Like New York, um, California has their prides that are really popular in San Francisco. So there's people from all around the world that will come to these these pride festivals and see other people. And they've you know the the, the premises is is to you know know that you're not alone. Okay. So I, that's, that's and I, you know, and I, I can understand that, and I think that's I like that because like it's for us like we went to EDC like we all went there like yeah. under the same thing mm-hmm. just like having a good time enjoying the it's music. literally yeah. it's it's very it's parallel it's yeah it's the same thing you'll see straight yeah, people, just, gay yeah. people you know you see it like a doctor that you know has like tape stars on her on her boobs and shit so it's yeah. it's the same premises it's the same like to me it is yeah no and I, I understand that now so and have hearing that just like it makes a little bit more clarity mm-hmm. about the situation I mean if you're gonna go to the party you're gonna go there to party if you're gonna go there to meet somebody to hook up that's what you're gonna get to do I'm like yeah. or you know see at other organizations that are the fear you take what you want from it so yeah you can or just see like or like nonprofits that you know how teenagers or you know elderly you know elderly gay individuals lesbians the just there's a plethora of people yeah. you said uh something to just quick like well no you said like there's a lot of subcultures mm-hmm. uh one thing i got like and i about, kind of brought up earlier was tribalism so like is there like a sense of like there's certain like subcultures that like are like oh we're, we're like we're we're right or we're wrong or this our way is better this like stuff like that because i'm always curious about like Obviously, there's like the outside of the culture, but inside the culture, like how how does how's the community in that? Sense? I think a lot of people just want to separate things, just in general. They do okay. in in the world. So there's always that there's gonna always be separation. I'm like, you're what 26? Yeah, 27. I'm like 27. I'm like, okay, so you think differently than, of course, your parents and then your grandparents and other 
and the other individuals that you come in contact with. So I meet a lot of people, they, they think they know a lot of shit and yeah. they don't because the, like, I guess the, the one message that I came here on is that we all evolve. Yeah. Um, we evolve in just in, in different senses. There's people that my first boyfriend was 20 years older than me. I'm like, and he was my parents' age. And I learned a lot from him. I learned a lot from that situation. Things that I can still talk today that are relevant. I'm like, he came out when he was 26. And that he, he boldly made the statement. The reason he's like, I, I'm glad that I came out at that time. He's like, guess his brother was older. I'm like, and his brother died of AIDS in 1990. Three. Wow. Well, that is when the cocktail started to come out. That's what they called it at that time. And only rich people were even had access to it. So to, to speak to a person that is only 41 and talk about that era that we would never, like probably what we can equivalent to now is COVID. But imagine like all these people that you know just dying. Yeah. All your friends. No, like, was, anyone that you like know a... and stuff. I'm like, and... That's, it's, it's crazy. It's just like, I stopped going to funerals because I was going to funeral like every week. Mm. And I'm just like, and when he's, I never met his brother because he already, you know, he passed away and he's all, but he equates that, you know, that, that saved his life. That's coming out at 26. Oh, wow. He's all, because I would be in the same boat, huh? I said, my mom's uncle that it is. Yeah. He was, he, uh, he was who taught her how to do hair. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know. To think about, like, millions of people all around the world, like, dying in this bracket of time. And now that week, I experienced it, like, with COVID. People that, I was working for a hospice for quite a few years, and the woman that was placed on hospice, almost her entire family died before she did from COVID. And it's just like, and we were getting calls. I'm like, this person, I'm like, the fuck? I think one person survived out of her immediate family. (sighs) Yeah. The whole okay. and the, like her husband, her kids, a couple of her kids and stuff, they died before she did. And she was put on hospice. She was on hospice. I was just like, it was mind blowing. I'm like, people that you would never think that they're like, that's crazy. So mm. I, I think pride is a vehicle to, um, you know, it's what you take from it. So let me tell you this one story. I was at a, 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 at a pool party. It was for 4th of July. And I, um, and I reconnected with a lot of people from high school, which was surprising. And, and it was because of we were going to this beer place. And this girl that I went to high school with, we were talking. And she brought up, I guess, I don't know how it came up. But then she said that. She's like, well, it's gotten better for you. I'm like, what? She's like, no, being gay, it's like, it's, it's, it's better now for you. And I'm just like, who are, are you actually legitly saying that and she's like well no it's gotten better i'm like okay renee this is my perspective on this and she still really didn't see it it didn't really like she didn't take it in because that her belief that things are different but my reply to it was like no it's not there's just because we're recognized now doesn't mean that it's better for us and i'm like i go out I never know if something's going to happen to me because, you know, it's it's apparent that I'm gay. It's not like I can hide it and shit. There's yeah. some people that you would never know. I'm just like, oh, okay. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm gay. I'm like, huh? <laughs> I'm just like, okay. And it's like maybe stick like, you know, stereotypes or whatever. It's just like they don't, you know, they don't have I, – I didn't recognize it. But I told her, I'm like, you know, I have to go in public. And in the back of my mind, I'm always prepared for something to happen. Okay. I'm all, it doesn't. It doesn't, you know, even, um, 
I've given, okay, so I'll, I'll stay on the story and then I'll kind of give you other examples. So I just told her that. I'm like, you know, there's places in the world that I cannot go because it's obvious that I'm gay. I'm like, and my life can be taken away from me. I can be arrested. I can be like killed and shit and like nothing will be yeah. done to them. I'm like, so think about that. I'm like, and I know that everyone can, you know, not, not everyone could travel different parts of the world, but I'm like, yeah, but it's apparent that I can't. Yeah, no, we were talking I'm about like, that. Like, Middle I'm East. like, there's people. Yes. Yeah, I'm like, there are people. Even in Africa too, right? Yeah, yeah that. Yeah, and Middle East and stuff. I'm like, where people are getting like decapitated and fucking thrown off buildings and shit. And I'm like, people that are like, even that are well-known like singers and stuff that yeah. just disappear. Nobody knows. Yeah. I'm all, imagine that. We're living in this era at this time and it's like still the same. People are in hiding. Mm. People uh, fear for their lives. So she was just like, well, I still think it's it better. I'm like, my whole point is like, we're going to her head. I'm like, just drink your salsa, girl. And I think, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I think from her perspective, it's like you said, that you're, there's a the recognition now because you see it on TV, like you see it on like the media that like, oh, like, yeah, like you're getting more, like you guys are getting more recognized. You're getting more figures. Like there's a lot more. I, I don't, I still don't think it's enough. I mean, yeah. it's never enough, but I mean, even being, like being Mexican, I'm like, well, I don't. Just, you honestly aligned my ignorant mind towards that. Cause I had that like similar perspective. I was like, what do you oh, mean? Huh? Like, I was like, oh, it's like, cause uh, I've had this experience where I, I heard from someone I know that's gay. It was like, you know, still kind of talking like about like certain things. I'm like, mm-hmm. like, isn't it like the best time to be gay? Like, I'm yeah, like, you're all everything's out. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah, so I had that similar mm-hmm. perspective, and I was like, damn, like I'm so ignorant to that. I just didn't because well, obviously, I, like yeah. I don't, I like I. I, like if you grew up in it, yeah. you grew up with people like knowing people that are gay. I'm like, it's like not necessarily that you know, like we're entrenched in it, but we also live in California. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like you're in middle America and shit where. It, yeah, it could be different yeah, where yeah. it's just like we live in Southern California. We live mm-hmm. in California just in general. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's a lot of things that I like I it would be over my head. You know, there's stuff totally there, when I hear head. stories, when I hear stories, because I just consume a lot way too much social media, but when there's people in the South, they're like they talk about things. I'm like, really? They're like, yeah, it's like this. I'm like, oh. But then I'm like, I naive about it because I only you know, fixate on myself, which we all do. Yeah. You know, it's just like, we're very like single minded, very like stay in our lane type of thing. And we don't always have to pay attention to what's around us. So it's, you know, yeah, there's all, there's a lot of struggles and a lot of battles are still happening. And it's, it's interesting how certain things get like pushed through and then how they get taken back. Yeah. So it's, you know, people that, it's just it's so you're living a life of a lot of uncertainty. Yeah. And unpredictability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just segmented something perfectly too, because you said there's still like stuff that gets pushed through mm-hmm. and stuff. So a big thing right now is this whole like drag like kind of thing going on with like schools and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Me personally I told them like I don't really know too much about the history of drag. Okay. So I don't like. Well, I'm not like, a history book on yeah. that either. <laughs> not, not like a history book, I mean, but it's, like. But it's been around forever. Yeah, it's like, been around. It's like drag has been around even since like the 1900s. Yeah. So it's people like dressing up and putting a performance on, and you know, men and women have always done it. But it's int- it. What fascinates me is how I have said that some things are just like pushed aside, or oh, that's not. Oh, I didn't know that. But if you put it in a different perspective. I'm like, yes, drag has been around for a long time and it's, it's elevated and it's, uh, you know, it's more seen because of, you know, RuPaul, all, uh, you know, being on TVs and the Netflix, like picking up certain like drag queens and having their own shows. So yeah, it's like put in the media. So now it's more known, but 
it's been around for a long time. Yeah. You know, it's, and it's fascinating. And I'm like, you know, I, I worked in Riverside for a very long time in, at Nordstrom's and there's a lot of people locally that are famous for being a drag queen. Yeah. And, and so, that's the great thing I've been really, seeing. Yeah. Yeah. I, when I worked in cosmetics, I worked with, um, well, Raven. Um, my friend David, um, and he was the, the came in second place second season, and at the same time that season was um, Morgan McMichaels, and then third like tenth season was my friend Mayhem Miller. They all they're all from Mayhem Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there's a Mayhem Miller fighter. Yeah. No. This okay. Is, yeah. Yeah. Like bully beatdown, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, he, he had bully beatdown. Yeah. yeah. The guy, his name was Mayhem Miller. Yeah, I know. I remember bully that. Bully beatdown. Yeah. yeah. So we were like, wait, who's? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Well, um, Raven, I'm on did second season, like, very, the most talented makeup artist, even back back in the early 2000s, and. He finished the show and came back because I he went on like a sabbatical and he went on leave. I really didn't know because he was working for Mac. I was, I think I just went over to Mac at that time, but did the show, came back and um, we used to smoke outside, but there was this place in, there's an area like by Nordstrom's, they had a smoking section, but they had like kind of like a brick thing. And there was all these like greenery. So we would sit there and call it the jungle and just fucking smoke and scare people that are walking by. <laughs> my bitch. And they're just like, oh my God. <laughs> we're just there. We're all, all the black smoking cigarettes and stuff. I'm like chain smoking. But I remember telling him, I'm like, you're going to be famous because of this. And he's just like, whatever. And he is. He won an Emmy. Oh, he wow. won an Emmy because of the Dune RuPaul's makeup. Wow. The look that he has now and stuff is because of David Raven. I'm wow. like, yeah. Wow. He was nominated for his first one, and the second one, he won an Emmy. Well, congratulations. And I was just like, incredible. And I'm like, he's he has a master class with RuPaul. I don't know if you're familiar with master class. Yeah. It's like for celebrities and it's like actors. It's an Oprah thing, right? Huh? Was it I Oprah don't know thing? if it's like... There's... Was it the O Network, I think? No. So master class is basically an education platform where they take directors like Natalie Portman to like act like Anna Wintour on branding and Chris like yeah. Jenner on branding type of things and stuff. So RuPaul has his class and then Raven's a part of it. Okay. And so when I saw that, I was just like, I was right. I'm always right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me strip my but, ego a little bit. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so this is when I was getting, thinking about the whole drag thing. I'm like, I've seen shows and... It's just, it's been around for so long and it's, it's really, it's really big in the gay community, of course. Um, but what, okay. So when I was in the shower thinking about this, I'm like, okay, what do I want to say about drag among these guys? So I'm like, have you, any of you guys been to a drag show? Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've seen you like part, I didn't go, like, I just saw it. My girlfriend's been yeah. to a couple. Yeah. And I have black friends. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You're all, no, my girlfriend's yeah. like, no, like, I, like, I'm just saying, like, I'm just, like, like, I didn't, like, it's just, no, no, no. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, <laughs> like, I'm just saying, like, I'll walk through a bar. Not so, and what does that mean? I'm just like, <laughs> no, I'm like, you can't, it's, you can't live with another person's experience. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. but they're all different, you know, just like, everyone, like, performers are different. They're known for certain things. Some people are, you know, they sing, they, or they have the, the whole performance type of stuff. That's the thing I was trying to understand too, because like I feel like right now, like they're like over sexualizing it, but a lot of it is performance. It's not like they're dressing up, but it's more or focused on like, performance. Or they're, they're yeah. stand up. It's like yeah. stand up comedians too. It's just like some can be vulgar and some, it's just like look yeah. at Eddie Murphy and shit when he first did a stand up. That shit, like the stuff that he talked about, hysterical, still classic. People, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's how they, what they want to give to the, like the, 
their audience. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's cool. It's like it's just a, a different experience. It's like, so I think it's always wise to yeah, I should have gone to a drag show before you brought me on and be like, okay, this is my experience. What do you oh, think? Totally <laughs> we wanted to like this. He wanted to get yeah. a filler for it first. But okay, so the controversy and like that is like you know drag queens going in, into like libraries and stuff and reaches the kids and it's. Everyone's in an uproar about it. Like, oh my God, they're conditioning these people or they're, grooming. what's the word for it? There you go, grooming. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it. It's, it's like, I don't get why. I think there's both there's, sides to it. I think there I think are instances where they're like, they're like, like, you know, people are, delu- people are crazy. Mm-hmm. You know. They're whether, just looking for shit to do. Yeah, whether you're straight, gay, fucking trans, you're, you could be a crazy motherfucker. But, okay, so do you believe that it should be illegal? Illegal? No. I mean, it, I, like, like, they're yeah. trying to, like, what, the, the, there's, I don't know, I should have looked up the states and stuff that I, now they've passed a law that it's illegal oh, to do drag. Like Florida. Florida. There's another one. Is yeah. it Texas? Yeah, probably. Most, okay. most likely. The, 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 the so imagine like, I think there should be guidelines, obviously, like, and then like, like, you know, if, so like, there should be guidelines, just like everything, you yeah. know, everything, everything needs structure. Cause you guidelines need, in a drag show? No, no, not in like, drag show. I'm like, okay, I'm on, no, like, no, 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 not, not a drag show. Oh, like, say like, you're going to go to the library. It could be like, you know, like on, um, when it's like bring your parents to school day for their career, mm-hmm. you know, like something along those lines. I don't think that they would be grooming in that sense, but like. Well, what are the guidelines? I'm like, like so like uh, just pretty much just like, just uh, if you're gonna read a book, go read a book, but don't talk about like don't don't like glorify your views, like don't push your views on them, like let them kind of think for themselves. That doesn't make sense to me. I'm sorry. Like, what do you mean? But what you're saying that there needs to be guidelines and like okay, blah blah blah. So I'm like, so what are you saying because i wouldn't want to i wouldn't want a straight person going and putting all their views onto my child either but there's straight people that go in there and just read books to kids that's what i'm saying so (laughs) they're going in in to just do that that's fine yeah but like if they're going in there and like they're pushing an agenda Mm -hmm. then that's wrong just like someone else can go there and push an agenda but everyone's gonna push an agenda yeah i'm like it's like like, so what i'm I'm getting at is like because like the minds of the children are obviously malleable They're they're multiple they're you know like you know, so if, like you're going in there pushing an influence of an agenda onto a, a, a like a mind that is like you know like like you know looking okay. you know then that's where it's like okay like you know what are you doing at that point like are are you helping or are you are you just pushing but, okay your... so let me go back to like everyone's pushing an agenda yeah I'm all, okay so anyone that's going there I'm like say it's a person that is they're reading the book because about you know animal cruelty. So that they would be off the table and stuff talking about animal cruelty because they're pushing an agenda. They're okay. educating these people on, on animal cruelty or I it could be, it could be, like the, it, it like could, the, hold on. Okay. It can be a veteran going in and talking about the war. Yeah. They're pushing an agenda. Okay. I'm like, so it's, it's the perspective that you see it. I'm like, it's drag has been a part of cultures and media for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so if you go see the Broadway play Peter Pan, guess who's playing Peter Pan? Mm-hmm. There you go. Why? She's because better. I'm like, no, because oh. of her voice. Oh. The music to the voice and stuff. A, a little boy mm-hmm. can sing, that's a soprano, mm-hmm. but it's always been a girl. It's always a woman. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. drag. If you want to put it like in layman's terms, yeah, and and I like what you're doing there because I think what I'm what I want to touch base upon is 
I think it's more the context of like there's an extreme, like there's a level of like you can go in and be yourself, but it would be like the same thing. Like if I have someone that's just going in there and reading, but let's say they're like a stripper and they come in in full stripper clothes and they're reading to the kids. It's the over-sexualization because at the same time we have a problem in culture where everything is over-sexualized now. Mm-hmm. So we have one of the highest sexual assault yeah. cases in, in the but world. But you said like, oh, they come in in stripper clothes and stuff. And what have you... Have you seen his joggers? I called them yoga pants earlier and stuff. Yeah. And while that can be sexualized because you're wearing some tight ass fucking pants. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not trying to expose. I'm not trying. To, I'm know, wearing comfortable st- clothes. But you're still exposed. But I'm not revealing my skin. Like <laughs> there's a certain level. I, of I know, but I'm saying I'm like yeah. every. I know, but it it's how you perceive it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the kids don't understand it because they're not an adult yet. So for their perceptions, is gonna if they see all that, mm-hmm. they're gonna be like, well, what is that? And then. Now with technology, you can kind of go and look, and you can go find stuff yeah. online. And like very I said, accessible. It's very like, accessible like, to so where like, like they were to like see something. like I think that. you're opening up the minds to things that may not be ready yet for something. Because I remember we we talk about this all the time. We were like 12 and 13, exposed to war, looking at porn like, that dramatically. Or what about kids that are exposed to war? I'm like that. Like it's like I'm yeah, talking. Like, hold on, I'm talking about history just in general. Okay. So we can take it in any form, and that can have a rebuttal yeah. on it. So it's like a person learning about Aztec culture. Mm-hmm. I'm like, or the, the history of it. I'm all, even just the history of just indigenous people from the Americas. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's crazy shit, mm-hmm. you know, to know that. I'm but like, they, they cater it to like a certain level. Like they're not trying to over, they're not, when you're in uh, elementary school, you're not learning the full blood and glories of it. And like that's, you're getting a but small, that's, that's the point. It's that's, and that's, like, what I, that's what I was trying to mm-hmm. say is like, you can grant, you can gradually put it in, mm-hmm. but like if you're eight years old, and you're watching someone come in half naked, like, yeah. I don't think that's the best way to go about pushing the There's culture. kids that are on farms that are eight years old and seeing cattle be slaughtered. Mm-hmm. But, and that's, yeah. that's a norm. And, but, it, it doesn't phase them because they already know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's also a, a more of a living condition than itself than, like the, than going to school and a choice. Like, if that's what your work is, you know, that mm-hmm. parent is choosing to put their kid, that's on yeah. the parent. Mm-hmm. But if I'm sending my kid to school... And I have no idea that, that this person's coming in. They're going to be half naked, and then my kid comes home and asks. I know, me. like, like I said, yeah. you're taking it. You're the likelihood of a stripper going into read books to kids and stuff is probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at what's well, happened I in the mean, past five, like six the, years. Like a lot of things that we thought weren't going to happen are, are happening right now. Or they're just things are. Things are just, like you said, things are evolving. They're just, becoming extreme nowadays. No, yeah. I think things are just becoming more like seen. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think it's necessarily extreme. There's shit that's been going on for a long time. But and in like, schools like that. So just because, so you're saying like the exposure is causing more of an extreme in our mindset because like we just didn't really see it going on. Yeah. Okay. Mm, I like that. I like that. that, that so point. do you think that like okay? So okay, the so, other okay. side of the coin of that uh, is so because it's being seen more often now. Don't you think that that could be detrimental? Just anything can be detrimental. But but like just on the topic itself, like you know, because there's obviously going to be people that are like. Get rid of these fucking people. They're yeah. not allowed Which to hear, the extreme, not allowed that's, that. that's extreme. That's the extremes mm-hmm. that I'm talking about. Like because people. No, I get it. Like, I know. I, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. I'm um, like in that sense, but mm-hmm. it's I, it's where your environment is, mm-hmm. where you come from. There's people that have never seen black people before, <laughs> and or like there's people that haven't seen other ethnicities because they they don't live in like in their community. Yeah. So you could see it the more things get racially profiled and people of color or different mm-hmm. ethnicities mm-hmm. that, so I don't, I, I think it's a little bit, 
like I said, we evolve as people. Mm -hmm. So what you're thinking now or even feel now, maybe in five, ten years, it won't even be in the forefront of your head. Yeah. So it it's, no, it's, it happens all the time. It's, you mm -hmm. know, it's or you know, like the gay culture, like a lot of people refer to like a gay man as being promiscuous and all these things and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, my God, whatever. I'm like, but this person that's talking or has their views and stuff, they're swingers. Mm -hmm. mm. You know, yeah. just like it's unethical. These people, I'm like, you're having sex with other people collectively. You're having yeah. orgies. I'm like, they're, you're you're a swinger. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm a, I think it's just like you know, you're no, being I a get hypocrite. The, the mm -hmm. I get the uh, that part of it, but I like I think it goes back to like there has to be in a massive like there has to be some set of like bar boundary that's like what and for that's, a that's, child. But yeah. that's up to a parent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that just comes down to your parent. Mm -hmm. You know, but that's when, like, I'm like in an educated school standpoint, you're taking that choice out. But if you're just having it happen up in your kids in the public school, then yeah, like, so the, the I, don't, I'm like, but to, I don't know if drag queens are going to public schools to read to kids and stuff. I'm like, yes, it might be in a, it, it might be at a library or even at a bookstore. People are yeah. like boycotting, like, you know, protesting in front of bookstores. No, like, I'm kids, not. I'm like, okay, that's, that's, that's fine. Like, if you're, if you're a parent and you're taking your, your child to that, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But I think, I think the big thing right now is, the, like, in the public schools, that's been the it's big not thing. just dragging public schools, it's like, yeah. it's like talking about like high, like, it's just sexual, like, sex and books. Like, okay. like, they're just putting it younger and younger and making it younger and younger mm -hmm. in these books. Like, these books are like talking I, about, I would like for me, I have to see it. Give me evidence, yeah, yeah. Like, no, well, like, no. give give me evidence to like to prove, like, or even like take your point in. Yeah. Because I'm like, okay, what are these history books and stuff that We're are not talking history to... books, but like just like just books, just like little like, like books that like you can go and, buy like at Barnes and Noble. That yeah, it'd be like, like under it'd be for like sexual education, but like they're pushing uh -huh. it yeah. further down the table of like. Reading. I know, but that's what I'm saying. I want to know what what these books are. Yeah, and like you can say that, and they might not even be in there. I'm like, like the only bookstore well, that I, I... I'll have to find them. But there's like videos of parents going to school boards and bringing these books and re having their children read the book. Like to the school board. So you know the um, the author that did um, the color purple. What's her name? Oh, I, I, I forget, but I know. I know. I sound like right? an idiot. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what was that? So no, this is my point. I'm oh. like, there's banned books that you know that aren't in schools. Mm -hmm. I'm all Grand Terrors, Colton Unified School District banned. Um, to Tori. Oh God. Well, they banned one of her books. Mm -hmm. Because one mother, because the daughter didn't want to, um, there's a rape scene in it. So they banned that book during Black History Month. Really? And it was a huge thing. They banned a book in fucking 2022 or 2021. And then it, ended, the book ended up being put back onto the list and stuff. But then if you go into Barnes & Noble, to actually have set up sometimes, I believe, that I've seen. I don't know if it's real. Of all the banned books that, yeah, you know, that are in school. They do actually. So have think of all these, like all of these books that you know are like Pulitzer Prize winners and shit are banned. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm like, I don't. If when people talk about like, oh, everything's so over sexualized, over this, I'm like, people have been having this discussion forever. People said that about Marilyn Monroe. And that was in the 50s. But but that thing is a trend. It keeps on pushing the boundary more and more and more. So it's like, where I think do we that's stop? the thing. Like, it's like, okay, like, we're, like we, where do we, have, we like, keep pushing uh, that line further and further and further. Okay. Because kids are reading about anal, oral, like, 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 just the fucking most explicit type shit. Bondage. Really? Yes. Like, mm -hmm. they, like, they're, I'll have to find it for you. Prove it. 
Just kidding. Yeah. No, no Matt will. Yeah, like, you, I'm gonna send it to you. Like, like You're gonna have to follow like, me back on Instagram, fool, for you to send me anything. No, you don't. I don't. No, nope. <laughs> you don't follow. Are you sure? How do you invite so, him on a podcast? Uh, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> there you go. Let him know. Thank Let him know. But you know, it's we can. This discussion oh, can keep this, this discussion can keep going on and yeah. on and on, and I can say my points. But it's like you have your your views. You have. I'm like, yeah. and I'm not saying that. I'm like, but in retrospect, I'm like, we can say like, yeah. kids, just in people are exposed to things a lot mm-hmm. like even growing up and stuff like even yeah looking back at my past and shit or people ask like some people are like curious and that's fine i'll mm. i'll talk to you and i'll give you my point i'm um, like at one point when i was working um one of my co-workers we're in vegas at a paul mitchell it's called signature gathering where all these stylists go and um they learn education and all this stuff it's really cool it's, it's amazing like paul mitchell as a company is phenomenal john partagerio I, he's you know he owns the drum? He used to. He sold it. Uh, but at that time, he owned it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's incredible. He's a, like an inc- incredible philanthropist and like and environmentalist. And so every like facet about him, I'm like, met him. He knew my name. I was just like, what the hell? It was, <laughs> it was so cool. But anyways, we were there at, we were at the Venetian and stuff. And we went to dinner. And then we ended up like hang, I was hanging out with my roommate, which is another outside sales consultant. And then another coworker. She was, we were on the same team. And she was a little drunk. And then she's asking, she's like, well, when did you know you were gay? And so I started to try to tell her, but then she was talking over me. She's like, just was putting her thoughts like they were mine. And I'm just like, you asked me a question and you're not even giving me the opportunity to even answer it on my, like for myself. We were just like throwing all this shit on me. And it just was escalating worse. I'm like, oh God. I need to get out of here. Even my, even my, um, my roommate was very uncomfortable. I'm like, I'm I'm like, I just got up and left. I was just like, I actually didn't talk to her ever since then. Oh wow. We didn't stay on the same team for a while, but she was trying, I'm like, I don't want to hear it, dude. I know that you're intoxicated and stuff. I'm like, you just made me feel, you made me feel so bad and stupid at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't want to, but you're done. I don't need that. So where are we going on this? I mean, yeah, <laughs> no, that really was who she was at the core. Yeah. yeah. And so that yeah. was just like, okay, but people will do that. And so that, that's always like, that was my, that, that's the point that I was trying yeah. to get across. If you ask me something, allow me to give my answer without projecting what you think about it, mm-hmm. because it's my life. Yeah. It's my experience. And like, you're the one that's asking me about it. So why, how are you like dictating how I need to answer you? Mm-hmm. I love that. I have a quick question for you as well. Is Do it you... about anal? <sighs> Just kidding. Because <laughs> Matt was talking about was anal really earlier. Funny. That's, that's, <laughs> I was that's, like, hold on. That was, that was yeah, a deep root. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'll so, give you the book. So, <laughs> so with, with me real quick, is that something in your life that you found very common is that a lot of straight people, even when they're curious, they'll come and ask you that, they'll the question of, oh, like, when did you know yeah. or whatever? And then a lot of them have so, have so much either predisposition thoughts mm-hmm. or whatever. Because everyone's different. Everyone's completely different. And think about being conditioned. I'm like, okay, so I'll give you about, like, like some of my history is that, um, yes, I've always been gay. I'm like, and I knew that I was different. And so that's what I was trying to tell this, this woman that I'm like, yeah, but you knew. And I'm like, hey. How, I'm like, I was like four years old when I had, like, one of my cousins used to be very abusive towards me. And he, just, he used to call me a faggot and call me, like, I'm gay, that I'm going to take it in the ass and stuff at four years old, dude. Mm-hmm. And that's what I... How old was he? He was older than me. 
I know, but like, how old was he? Like uh, probably like four, four years older than me. So he's like eight. Yeah. Eight, so he was um, like, that from and else. so probably. Yeah. So yeah. that goes down a rabbit hole. Yeah. And so it's just like I can't. I'm like, okay. So I've always been told that I'm gay. And so it's like, I've never really, I was allowed to like discover it on my own. Like, oh, I like boys. I've just been told since people, people hear my voice and, oh, you're, I'm like, oh, you're like, you're totally flamboyant. You're so flamboyant. I'm like, oh, you're like, so I've heard that my entire life. And I honestly, I feel that I kind of fall right in the middle because I know that I'm not super flamboyant, um, but I know that I'm not super masculine either. And so it's just like, I find, kind of feel like I've always felt that like I fall in the middle mm-hmm. because I was talking about, you know, getting jumped by five guys and shit, what I did. Yeah. But, you know, it's just like, that's my mindset. I'm like, and it's crazy that I have to get, like, I have to tap into that. And I, I, I tap, I say I tap into that ugly because of everything that's happened to me. Yeah. I'm like, it, it happened to me for years. I'm like, I had nowhere safe to go because I would be at my grandparents and then all of us were, my cousins were there and I would hear that from him. I might go to school, hear it from different people. I was already struggling as a kid already, you know, in education, like the big, probably like till like third grade. And so I was in the, like the, the section with the dumb kids and stuff that, you know, weren't, you know, and I don't want to say dumb kids. I'm like, yeah, we were like slower in there. And I'm like, so I had that. I'm all, people don't want to be friends with me because I was gay or like, I, I always was made friend of. So that's why I made the comment. I'm like, I've, I'm like, I've lived a long, I'm like, to, to come this far to be alive, I'm all, I pat myself on the back. I'm like, I just, people were fucking horrible to me. Mm. And so it's just like, that's why I say I have to, uh, if something happens, I tap into that ugly. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm like, because people did some fucking horrible things to me. Like say to like makeup shit and do all, like been talk mm. about me and stuff. I'm like, so when when I hear about like gay kids that commit suicide and stuff, I'm like, fuck, it hits home because it's just like, I was there all the time. Mm. It wasn't like for like a week. I was there in that, in that headspace for years. Shit. I'm like, I couldn't even be in the gym class and shit because people would chant Gilbert fucking loves men. Gilbert loves men. Where I like the girls from the locker room can hear like people doing that. So I had that. I'm, I had yeah, a situation yeah. one time in staff where, because I did cheerleading, I'm like, I'll be part. I did a lot of shit in high school. But this one guy would, well, it would be everyone, just just a, a huge amount of people and stuff. But the, I'll talk about this one particular situation is that this one guy would, like, I guess we just crossed each other and he was all fucking faggot, like, say these things to me. And one time he spit on me. Mm, and yeah. I was just like, and because I did, like, I was in government and stuff with, like, ASB and shit like that. So... I was leaving a class to go somewhere else and he happened to like be in the same spot as me and he came he were, like came up to me right away and he was just like, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, there's no one around for a witness. And and he came up to me, he's all he's all, is this person your grandmother? And I'm like, why? He's all, is this person your grandmother? I'm like, yes. And like just this, like his face to see like him go pale and just fucking walk off. And I'm like, what was that for? I did. I, so that was the situation. Yeah. My great grandmother, my great grandmother was like 102 when she passed, but it was like for her 102nd birthday. Like they had, we had like a family reunion on my grandma's side, my mom, my dad's mom. And I, I don't know a lot of my, like my dad's side and stuff. I'm like, I, because my aunt, um, my grandmother is the oldest out of seven kids. So they had their kids, blah, blah, blah. And so everyone's there. And I see that guy and I'm just like, Oh, I'm like, who the fuck is that? And so I pulled my aunt, and I was just like, "Who's that guy over there?" And she's like, "Who am I? That guy that's talking to Mark, which was like one of my childhood friends." 
And he was always a cool guy to me. And it, he actually was married to my cousin. He was murdered um, quite a few years ago, mm. or like five years ago. Um, and he was he was awesome to me. He never treated me bad. And and while he's talking to Mark, he's all he she's all Elias. Oh shit! I said his name. <laughs> but, no last um, name. We're good. <laughs> yeah. And I well, everyone's gonna know if they see this podcast. Um, she's like, yeah, that's your cousin. I was all, what the. Fuck. She's all, and I told her like how he was towards me. She's like, oh my god, really? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I was just That's like, crazy. this fool is related to me. And I'm like, oh my god. Oh, yeah. So that means that someone told him though, because he brought the picture to you. So that means probably someone told. It him. probably was one of our mutual cousins that okay, actually did yeah. So it's just like, um, I think it was my cousin Deanna actually that probably brought that up because my grandma's very well known. We were, my grandma's actually the one that like sponsored all of her siblings to come to America, um, and Bless so. I was just like blown away. And then I ended up seeing him years later at a concert and he comes up to me. He's like, Hey, how's your parent? Like, Oh, Hey, I'm like, Hey. And he's like, Oh, how's your parents? I'm all, they're cool. How's your sister? I'm like, she's fine. And I was just very dismissive and like basically rude. And they walk, he's like, well, have a good night. And I'm like, cool. And I, he walked off with this guy. He's all, who was that? He's like, Oh, that's my cousin. He's like, fuck, he doesn't like you. (laughs) So, I, you know, over time, I'm like, I talk to him now. I'm like, I'm okay with him now because I, I did my, I had to reach a point and stuff. I'm like, I can't. So I, I didn't contact that story. Was mm-hmm. that like his friend or was that like somebody I think else? that was his friend. Okay. That, that yeah. said that. He was like, he was with them. So I'm assuming that was his Okay. Like, he, doesn't, he doesn't like you. And it took me a long time. Even like with my, like my family member and stuff that my cousin that he did apologize to me mm-hmm. and I didn't accept it for a long time, for a very long time. I was just like. I, I just held on to it and it was just ugly. I'm mm-hmm. um, like, and, but it was, you know, it was, I, I can see why I had it, mm-hmm. but I remember when he actually got married and he, he, like his wife was just a great, she's just an awesome, she's a great girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and they walked us out because it was my sister, my my brother-in-law, and myself were all leaving the reception. And they walked us out, and I just um, he hugged me, and I'm like, I'm really happy for you. And that's when I knew that I forgave him, and I like I felt it like leave me. I'm like, wow, I'm like I have this cape. I actually I can see why people talk about this like lifting because I'm like he uh, he probably had his own demons, which I know that he probably did, and but. I was just holding on to something that I didn't need anymore. It That's wasn't good. bringing that, any. That's really good to them. I'm all, yeah. I'm all, I still have a lot of like work to go. I have a lot of things and like to. Yeah. Everyone, everyone yeah. does. <laughs> I'm like, and to hear things and stuff are talking about my life in general were, you know, um, my parents were very young when they had my sister and I. My, my mom, my parents were the same age or like a month apart. They were 17 when they had my sister and they were 20 when they had me. Oh, wow. I grew up in a military household. My dad was like retired from the Navy for 22 years. And like I mentioned before, my family's from Mexico. So there is a lot of shit that I was, you know, like I think I was so close to the painting, like I made like comment before, um, where some, I was blown away. My mom made a comment once and she's like, I didn't know that was happening to you. And I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? So I held on to a lot of animosity because mm-hmm. like it was really difficult for my mom to accept me, um, mm-hmm. to accept my lifestyle. And because she made a comment to me that stuck with me for a long time and I took it. 
she said, I don't want you to expose your lifestyle to your brother and your nephew. Mm. So I stayed away for 12 years. Oh, wow. I would go to family functions for like a half an hour, an hour, and I would leave. And I would go live it up with my friends or wow. people that I chose. I, and I lost a lot of years with my grandparents, especially my mom's parents. That um, Oh, and not just that, it would kill my grandparents to know that I'm gay. Mm. So I held that for a like, And she, you know, we've discussed it. She's like, I just didn't understand. I'm like, yeah, but I lost a lot. I'm the only one that's ever lost. You didn't. So mm. I tell, like, even my sisters, like, I didn't know a lot of things that were said to you. I'm like, sucks. I'm all, that's why I'm the way I am. She's, yeah. like, mm-hmm. she's like, oh, yeah, I can't damn a person for some of the things that, you know. So I, you know, I try to empathize with people as much as I can. That's, I, that's hard, you know. So I, I extend that empathy towards my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I was part of family discussions that I was unaware of. Mm. Um, I've had aunts and uncles ask me like, oh, you know, your dad is having problems with that. I'm like, huh? And, and they're like, oh yeah. And they told me like the conversations, they're like, oh yeah, we've like talked about it a lot. I'm like, and I'm not even present for this. Oh, and they're like, yeah. I'm like, I thought it was my mom. They're like, no. I'm like, well, it was both of them because I've heard <laughs> two different yeah, stories. So, you know, I'm at the age that I am now. But... So we're in the, on the outside of a lot of things. With the yeah. Family dynamic mm. okay. And so that's why it's like, you know, to say that to be where I'm at and to live this long, I've, I've always been shocked. And people oh, are like, good. why would you make that comment? I'm like, because of the things I've gone through. You don't know other people's hell. You yeah, don't know what they've gone true. through. I'm like, it's, it's just, it's like a constant thing. I'm like, I used to walk my friend's Great Dane in downtown Riverside. Literally every time I like walk that dog and would be at a, a, um, a stoplight or something, people would drive and say, faggot. Like, <laughs> just like, I'm like, I went with this one guy. He was in the military that I like, I became friends with and stuff. And he's like, yeah, I'll go with you. That sounds cool. So we're just walking downtown with, you know, Gracie. And that it happened again. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? He's all... Did that just happen? I'm like, dude, it happens every time I walk this. He's like, he, his mind was blown. He's, all, people just like, he's, all, he's all, people just drive by and say that shit to you. I'm like, yeah. Was it the same car? No. Like, was there like a fucking person where you're just like, <laughs> I'm going to get you. I'm going to catch you. Yeah, but what do you, like, you know, what do you do? Because you don't know what people are capable of. You don't, yeah. I don't know if I'm, I'm like, I'm walking a dog and then I'm fucking shot to but death. People must be like really bored. I'm just thinking like the time and energy it takes a, Look and see, but yeah, you know, is that person gay? Maybe like I'm fucking all these sparkles and shit are for me, or I'm like in heels, like walking on the fucking street. I'm with a giant black dog, dude. I'm like, um, yeah, just like the nerve that people have. When I was like, when I was at Nordstrom's, I was it was during Christmas. I remember that very vividly. Um, I'm really good at rapping because my grandma used to make us wrap all our, her gifts and stuff. So I'm really good at rapping. So I'm wrapping this fragrance for and like shooting the shit with these um these two customers, um, mm. like a wife and a husband. And so I made it look where I was like, oh, that looks easy. Oh, that looks great, blah, blah, blah. And I turned, I gave it to them, they, like their transactions done and they're walking around. He's like, dude, that guy was pretty cool for a fucking faggot. Damn. And I was just like, Man. this guy, I'm like, what? And I, like, you could just feel, like, you could tell that her demeanor completely changed. And so that was, she knew that I heard. And yeah. I was just like, this bitch. And that's, the kind of shit that you know, I said I just yeah. de- like you I have to deal with. Yeah. Like, it's not like I can escape it. Mm. It's just a direct reflection mm. on how unhappy they are. They're just not happy. Yeah, I it's yeah. I don't For know. For them to tear someone down, like just 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 
So that's why I'm saying like the people that are on the street that are driving by, like if you really like have to take time out of your day to do that, like that's just a lot about I think What's your own internal battle. Yeah. That you have to project so that out. So when you drive by like strippers and stuff, you don't call them hoes? No. No. Okay. Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> I wouldn't. Like, y'all, I'd y'all. be like, you don't, I'd you be don't, like, but you're not reading books to my kids. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't want to talk to my daughter, but <laughs> hey, go make your money, girl. <laughs> go make your money. Hey, you know, I actually like, I hate strip clubs, but like the only, like, I will never, like, I, I don't, I won't go to the back. But like I will, I I've will throw mistake. some money down. I've made that mistake. <laughs> I will throw some money down on a good performance though. If she's yeah. fucking performing her ass off, I'm like, mm-hmm. I've seen that. I was, at the, I was at what is it, Hustler? When it was Hustler and stuff, I saw that. I was just like, we were my whole group was we were amazed. We're just like throwing it's, money it's at this chick. You know, like, this chick was incredible, yeah, dude. I'm like, Fucking yes, you yeah. deserve something. You, know, you know what I thought about though is that the pole moves, so it's not yeah. moving; it's the pole moving. Yeah. Can yeah, you I be upside down and hold yourself? No, it's still I'm like, I know you yeah. got some glutes on you and stuff. But yeah. like, how are you gonna hold up that? Oh, oh, I'm no, I'm so impressed. I'm just, I never knew that. <laughs> I, I thought I was like, I thought I was like, you must be getting dizzy because that's hard to do, like to move your body. Yourself? But it makes sense now that the pole spins itself. I was like, okay. I bet you he'll be good at it. Yeah. Well, me? <laughs> if right. I actually follow my diet, then maybe. So, I what's would. the next question? Are oh, actually, we're doing the game. Actually. Yeah, we're saying this. I'm actually going to make it a little bit shorter because we're kind of close on time. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, two pretty simple questions is in like your life, who do you feel like has been like a very influential gay person or someone that's just like. I don't think they have to be gay. I'm like the one person I'm always going to bring up is Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton? She transcends everything. The way that this woman, like, she's a billionaire. But she ranks down into multimillionaire because of what she does in her philanthropy and what she donates. And I'm like, I think certain individuals like that and stuff are iconic in our community. Because of just how um, accepting and like in just her her life in general. So I think that's why like gay men in the, the gay community, um, I do, but I idolize that woman they because of what she, yeah. Really? really? Mm-hmm. It's like I'm not gonna be like oh like this person milk and all these other people I'm like no, I I'm focused on a person like I focus on her is because of what she brings to people okay and how they make how that she makes fact. them feel and like you know knowing that she's such an open accepting person and that is at that caliber of fame and wealth. And then she backs everyone up. She has, always has amazing things to say. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard anyone talk bad about Dolly Parton. Huh? That's, yeah. that's like Betty White. Yeah. But like Dolly Parton, well, she's still doing it. Yeah. So she's like, eight, isn't she? Yeah, I think she's close to eight. Yeah, but it's just like, that's, I would probably say that that's why, you know, certain things are iconic in our community. Or okay. we view them as iconic. Okay, iconic. So let's go to the opposite side of it then. Who's probably someone that's polarizing? Someone that Donald not necessarily Trump. bad. Who? Donald Trump, right off the bat. But Donald Trump for you? Mm-hmm. Okay, and just, I mean, just all the weird shit that he brings and what what he comes up and stuff. And when people his are animation, like, yeah, just <laughs> when people are like, I when I just, it just shocks me that what, what was like the what was the one thing that he just said that you were just like, what's going he on? Just an idiot. Just the things that he just <laughs> there, says. There's just one moment where you just heard him say something. It's just babbles. Like, <laughs> like the top probably what I sound like on this podcast, but it's just when you act <laughs> like you know that you're faint. I'm like, dude, you've you've bankrupted every single business you've ever owned. You know? And it's just like... Very much, yeah. It's... He believes he's the motherfucking shit. Yeah. He's the shit. It's just like, I I can get into that energy and stuff, but it's... 
but just the things that uh, how people follow him and they have they praise him. I'm like, why? It's a savior. Yeah, a lot of people are looking for a savior. Like praising, but like sometimes it's just like it's no, because like he show. he does have like a very much a cult like following. Yeah, yeah. Like no, no, I'm saying like I don't understand that. Like why praise yeah. him like that? But like at the same time, I'm like dude, this fool is pretty funny. He's funny. But look, <laughs> look at the people that um like that ran in office that were Republican before, like the Bushes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and where are they now? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't think like they don't talk. I'm like, I don't see like you know George W. Bush all the time. If certain, he even thinks he's like Donald Trump's an idiot. Yeah. So it's just like, but I'm just saying how like people are focused on one thing because they feel they can you know. Align with it? I don't know. They, uh, they, they, they probably started like a huge following of that occult like that. <laughs> you ever hear QAnon? No. <laughs> don't go down that rabbit We don't have time for that rabbit no, no, Matt's down. always bringing something up. He's talking about anal with the kids and <laughs> no, stuff. And... <laughs> no, that is true. There is a book. There is a, it is a picture graphic book that <laughs> goes by it. It describes bondage and anal and how it's like safe because it doesn't mean pregnant. <laughs> This well, is we're gonna come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just good. But uh, yeah, so uh, circling back to that, like, what, what was the question about? Like, what, what did you answer Trump for? Most polarizing? Yeah. yeah. Most okay. Polarizing. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, 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 but then that's, he's definitely polarizing. I think any yeah. politician is really polarizing, but yeah. especially. There's just so there's so much out there to fight for and you know get behind, but you know to found like to find allies. I mean, I think that like. For me, what I experienced, I'm glad that I met the people that I met. Mm-hmm. And I started going to, at the time, I'm like, I was 18. I was going to a coffee shop in Riverside. It's still there. It's called Back to the Grind. And that was like a haven for a while. Like, basically, everyone gay and stuff. I'm like, that really? would, yeah, people from LA would go and come out and stuff to go on dates. It's a coffee shop. Um, when I got old enough, I'm like, there was a club. There was only two gay clubs. So actually three. Um that I didn't go to one till later on, but it was VIP. That was my first gay club I ever went to. Um, I, I remember I had a Midori Sour. I was like, what am I? I don't even have to drink. I was so naive. Now I'm just this big drunk. But um, <laughs> And then I started going to the menagerie, and that's when, I met, like, all of, that's when I met all of my friends that actually were all straight. Really? They were all straight. We, me and him went yeah, there. We went there. And so yeah. it would... Um, I met all of my friends that I was very, I, I'm still really close to now. Um, my friend Stacy, Stacy Beck, she used to own Body Mod, was a, a piercing studio that was there for a very long time. Um, that's when I met like drag queens. And yeah, like, they have I would see like, drag yeah. shows and stuff there. And like it was um, Philip Bailey. Um, he goes as um, Cassie Phillips. It, they would do like gay prom. And everyone get dressed up. Some people would be like really dressed up, like if they're going to go to the like like the Oscars, or some people would be dressed up in drag and campy. That's the first time I ever did drag. I actually did drag. Oh, okay, cool. I did it for a little bit. Did you get, uh, um, drag prom? Huh? Drag prom? No, I did. I was a performer. Oh, you performed? Yeah. yeah. And so I did it for a little bit, but then. Um, what kind of? What would you like to perform? They would use just like lip sync to shit. Lip sync. Yeah. Okay. Um, I only did two shows. It was fun, but. I used to like dress up for gay prom and stuff, and that this is a whole book. I'll, I'll keep it short. That is when I truly felt that I would was going to go in a different direction. I'm not because of being told every like, oh, you're gay, you know, you act like a woman, you think you're a woman. I'm like, okay. So when I did that, that's when I instantly knew that I was. I'm like, no, I'm a guy. 
Mm. Yeah, I was just like, mm. no. And I actually, I felt more like, okay, because I really looked the part. Did you? I thought yeah. you went all out? No. Did people, you go no, all out? People yeah. thought I was a woman. Oh, shit, bro. Yeah, people thought, like, they're like, you look like a real woman. Like, and it was Philip Bailey. That's the person that booked me for the sh- yes. show. He's like, you look, he's, at the, the term at that time and stuff, he's like, you look fishy. I'm like, what does that mean? He's like, you look like a real woman. I'm like, oh, I get it. I'm like, but uh, um, I look like a real woman. No, no, what was the term? Fishy. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh, fishy. I know, I got this. Yeah, yeah. I got that. I got that. Yeah. <laughs> but his look, he's all... I was, I was constantly, I was like... That looks like when he's, like, the look, I'm like, he's thinking about, you know. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I got a lot of attention. It was good, but it was very seedy attention. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love you. I just zoned in, I'm like, okay, that's kind of creepy, but... um. <laughs> Yeah, I got a I got a lot of attention, and I thought I'm like it would, and it would just kind of creep me out. Okay. And that's what Philip told me. He's like, you're gonna get a lot of attention. It depends on how you want to do, how you're gonna deal with that. And it was just some seedy shit where I was just like, mm. okay, straight men knew what I was, but they still wanted to take me home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I'm like, people, a lot of people would ask me like if I had sex, if I was still dressed up. I'm like, no, dude. I'm like. No, so that's how I kind of just transitioned out. So of you're it. you're wow. you're you're going into a fetish category. For yeah. A okay. Yeah. Let me see if I can pull this up. We'll continue to talk, but um, yeah, it was a really it. He Philip is the one that really I talked. I told him years later. I'm like, you're the one that actually gave me the insight that I need it. And he's like, really? And he's like, what do you mean? I told. And then I told him, and he's just like, oh my god, I I don't I remember that conversation now. I'm like, yeah. I, I could have, I think of, you know, just what I've dealt with in general, like what I've like discussed and that's just like, you know, the frosting on the cake and stuff. I'm like, I had a lot of issues with rejection that I still do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it gets bad or I'm just like, oh, okay, so relationships, I'm like, oh God, I'm a fucking mess. <laughs> and like afterwards and stuff, I'm like, oh, that's not good. Um, but yeah, there's, everyone has a different story. And I, like how I was saying before, it comes down to, um, we evolve differently. Okay. I mean, I could have gone, I could have continued to still try to perform and do that and get that attention, but I didn't like it. Okay. I was, I, I thought it was cool that I, I could So it's one of those things like, you're glad you tried it, but you don't need to keep it. It just made yet. me, it made yeah. me understand myself a little, That's a lot cool. more. So about clarity. Yes, it nice brought a lot of clarity in my mind. I'm trying well, to find this thing. While you look for that picture, mm-hmm. we're going to go into the closing monologue. So we're going to let you close out. But I would just like to say thank you. Thank you. It has been. I know you made a great point about, like you said, letting yourself talk. Mm-hmm. And I know in this instances, we, me and Matt particularly did get uh, making sure our opinions. Mm-hmm. But this wasn't insightful for me. Yeah, it did oh, open up, it, it, it did open my eyes. So I do mm-hmm. want to say thank you for that because I did take away from awesome. it and learn a lot from it. So I do appreciate you coming thank on you. and taking the time. Yeah. These conversations definitely are something that's going to be like a necessity for a lot of these. Yeah, you know, these this time I feel like these days for sure just so they're just so like activist, like extremist, like like this has to be this way. Where it's like, why don't we just like kind of like take from everything? Well, people scream to be heard. Yeah. 
So I think mm -hmm. that this is a very good way or a good conversation that can obviously enlighten us on, you know, changing our perspective because of ignorance. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, but at the same time, it's like, I always think uh, you have to remind yourself is you kind of have to be forgiving and handle yourself with like a child, like kid gloves because you don't always experience it. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I saw that well, it's on TikTok. Now it's getting circulated where a guy walks in front of this guy being interviewed and he's like, Oh, he just didn't see us. And the guy just said, yeah, because we're just focused on ourselves. Mm -hmm. You can't blame a person to be focused on themselves, mm -hmm. but you know, it's always just, you know, you try to evolve, try to like see a different person's perspective. And it's hard because half the time we're just like, fuck that. And that's mm -hmm. kind of the, the mindset that we have. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, but I don't know. Some people want to be heard. Some people don't. Some people are just okay with what goes on. Mm -hmm. All right. Any closing words? Any closing thoughts? I mean, that was beautiful. I, I, right there, what you yeah, just said. I think I just said it. It's yeah. just, you know, to just recognize that you're going to, you know, hopefully you're going to evolve as a person that your mindset or what your views and values are at one point in your life can completely be changed within time it can be a year it can be a decade mm -hmm. but you know it's you're not gonna ever be the same person you were before mm -hmm. so remember that that's beautiful i like that because I, I know I, I like i'm a big believer in like evolution mm -hmm. and i think it's we look at a status standpoint of like oh i'm doing more i'm doing more but you make a great point of the mind and just understanding and being able to look at things differently and evolve so I really, like I said, I took away a lot from this conversation. Oh, I think Matt did you. too. Charlotte, you didn't say too much. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's all because he's sandwiched yeah. between you guys and stuff. I didn't really feel like I said much. I, I think it was just like one of those things where it's like we're here to listen to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like what happened. Like you said, that person was just like putting like on you about like what she wanted to say. Yeah. This is what you you know you're, you deserve mm -hmm. is you know your word for to be heard. Cool. Yeah, I, I truly put it. My two cents before we leave is: is a uh, you're you're a true blessing, and I thank you for that. It, you it, it, it takes a lot for not only to for a person to come on a podcast, but to tell their story and a mm -hmm. story just like yours. And it's a trial and tribulation because you've triumphed to where you are today. How you said before that you look back and you're like, hey, I, I made it's it. Still a challenge. It's always and, like you know, mm -hmm. life in general, I guess. Mm -hmm. And and for that, I love that for you. Shoot, I got mad love for you. Thank you. Um, like I said, around the, the, this block, if there's anybody disrespectful, you coming to your boy, you know, we're we, we going to make sure you're right. Pipe uh, security. Yes. Pipe <laughs> security. Um, and to everybody out there that, that is listening to this, listening to his beautiful story and everything else like that, you know, you that there's another staple here. It, you, you don't need to make millions or have the biggest following to be a true blessing and to have a story that can touch many others just yeah. like yourself. Being so that's happy. how... That's how I look at it, and everybody knows I like to talk, but hell no, nah, God put in my heart to shut the hell up and to listen, and that's what I did. So I got mad luck for you, and I thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, we'll have to wrap, wrap up it. then. We're uh, all, right, all done. Shiloh, do your thing. You already know. We're tuning out. Thank you, everyone. Likes. God bless.